You are listening to Football and Fluff, where we talk a lot of football and a little bit of fluff. Word play of the day. This podcast is a venue where we discuss college football and its fluff. And I'm Trey. I'm the football. And I'm the fluff. It's time for the cover three question. This is football and fluff. This podcast is a venue where we discuss college football and its fluff. We're your co-host, I'm Hank. And I'm Trey. I'm the football. And I'm the fluff. Wordplay of the Day brought to you by Fluff. Wordplay of the Day. Yards after contact or catch, also known as yak. Yards gained by either a receiver or running back after an initial attempt to stop them by the defense. Yak. Wordplay of the Day. not about just winning and losing it's about the total development of the student athlete i would definitely love to come by it was cool really cool talking man football and fluff family welcome university of south carolina legend and nfl great jasper brinkley welcome to the show Special thanks to Jasper Brinkley for coming to hang out with the Football and Fluff family last episode. Thanks, bro. Football and Fluff family, welcome to the show. My friend, my brother, way back from the block, Ken Butler, KB. What's up, man? Hey, man, I'm doing well, man. It is our honor and our pleasure. I, well, I mean, you family, so it, there's really no formal introduction to you being on the show. It's just a matter of time when you were going to come on, and we finally got it coordinated on both of our schedules for you to be here. We are happy that you came by. You took the time out just to come by and show some love to the show, and uh, so we, we we real real happy about you being here tonight. And hopefully, everything is going well with you and the family in the ATL. Yeah, man. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, when I uh, saw your uh, podcast, I just said that uh, it was one some I had to support. Uh, very proud of you, and uh, and I guess I get to say it because I I remember us from uh, childhood and growing up, and so to see the things that you accomplished and just being able to uh, support uh, what you're doing, man, it's a it's an honor for me. Appreciate that, brother. As you know. Uh, growing up in the neighborhood, I came a little late to the neighborhood, but you and our friend Tim Barkin, then later on, we got uh, blessed with somebody from South Florida, oh, Avery Cooper. But you guys 
Well, first of all, I, I made it. I was Avery was late, late. <laughs> I yeah. came in the neighborhood before him, and you guys took me in just like I had always lived there. I will forever be grateful for that. And to this day, I still consider you guys my brothers. And um, you made sure I, I, I could walk through the block and everybody was was cool. <laughs> so, everybody was cool. So, so I, I'll always um, be grateful for that. And to this day, we've remained friends since 1979. Wow. It was between 78 and 79 when I came, yeah. when I made it to the neighborhood. And we live right around the block, right, right through the backyard to your house, through your backyard to Tim house, and from my yard down the street to Avery house. So we was right there, you know, real in real close proximity, did a lot of stuff in the block. We was never knuckleheads. <laughs> There's always some creative stuff going on. Right. So, right. This this podcast, right. we're gonna talk about uh, sports from a different angle. Um, and, and one of the reasons why you're on the show is because, and I'm not bragging, but I have a friend who was holding NCAA style tournaments in his backyard and, and had cash, I'm sorry, had trophy payouts for the winner of these tournaments. And I happened to be one of the winners of the tournaments back in the day and had a lot of fun and, and actually, yeah. uh, piqued my interest in, in, um, and in, in getting into sports as, as much as I was into it. But tell us a little bit about how all that happened at such a young age. You couldn't have been no more than, what, 17? Uh, to be honest, I was 16. Uh, remember, uh, my mother had um, paved the basketball court in the backyard. And remember, we used to play in the backyard all the time. And what's so funny is even when I look at today, and even when I bought the house for my kids, we didn't even have a paved back. I didn't do it for them. And so I'm amazed that when I think about when we grew up, that this court, you know, when you look at the uh, inner city of Toledo, it probably was one of the few in the neighborhoods for miles around. And so like you said, Yes. Yeah, it was like the only thing smoother if you was indoors or if you went to a, a nice outdoor court. Exactly. So um, we had the pleasure of that. And so that to me, what um, made our bond so close because uh, we, uh, we spent hours out there. And I don't know, I just, from a young age, I've always been engaged in sports. And remember, I just came up with the concept to have a you know, one-on-one tournament. <laughs> and then I'm thinking today when, um, and, and it's hard to, you you came down to visit to to know that we came from that backyard. And then one day I'm running uh, Phillips Arena, one right. of the top premier arenas in the country. And it all started with just a, a basketball goal. In the backyard. Uh, right. In the backyard. And so, um, and and the funny thing about it is uh, I even had my own uh, all-star game for several years in North Carolina and South Carolina when I got into coaching. But my passion started uh, at a young age. Yeah, indeed. And, and I will say that that court in your backyard was the best court in that part of the city. It was all concrete. And you could actually learn how to dribble on your court, whereas we played in some areas it was the chunks of the surface was missing and all that you had 
a bona fide, nice surface to play on. We right. loved it. And actually, when you went away to college, we used to go over to your house and ask your mom if we could play back there when you she were She told me. She used to tell me. <laughs> and she would let us go play. Time. And she yeah. would let us play. Yeah. 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 So and, and it was so funny when I got to uh college and um the funny thing about it, uh when I went to go play basketball, uh I was a walk on. But a lot of my uh passion is drive came from you guys pushing me and and we just we just had a different drive uh, yeah. inside of us if it was something that we wanted to do we just did it and so uh, I remember how close the garden was to yeah. the court and so you had to be so skillful not to go into the garden right and so our skill level uh, for everything they do nowadays is trained but ours came from the craziest circumstances. And so uh, I was so fast and skillful on the uh, baseline when I got to college. Nobody <laughs> understood how I could go baseline. And I really couldn't explain it to them because they wouldn't have understood. So no, you had, no, you to, had to be there. there. Yeah, it was crazy. Because yeah. if, if, if the ball went in the garden, your mother was watching. Yeah. It's like hey, you better get it. out of my garden. <laughs> Remember if it hit the shed. Or, yep. So we had to jump to save it from going uh, in the garden, in the shed. So our skills was was ridiculous. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. One of the things that I've noticed too, KB, is I see a lot of there. There's actually some Instagram pages on these guys. They're doing custom helmets. They're doing custom cleats. Uh, they're doing custom basketball shoes. That for a while, the rap scene was all into the Air Force Ones and with them right. spray painted and stuff like that. I'm here to tell the family that in 1979, you were doing that. It matter, a matter of fact, it might have been 78. You were doing that and used to have painted custom tennis shoes in your bedroom on milk crates. I remember that vividly. And they were the most pristine <laughs> shoes like they had never been walked in they never been touched but they were actually painted so the swoosh on the nike would be painted a different color i remember a pair you had the swoosh was orange and you said uh do all this custom stuff back in the day and i always and i know we talked years later about it, and i said man they, they stole your idea you was doing that back in 1978 <laughs> yeah, I, I was i was a sneakerhead then they didn't like you said they didn't call it that uh, and uh, my wife, she uh, jokes all the time because I, I'm still bad. I, I still collect sneakers really? every day. And people, yeah, and people, uh, they'll look at my shoes and they're so clean and white. And she was like, uh, he walks on clouds. That's just <laughs> the way his shoes are. And uh, they look at her like, seriously? It was like, yeah. And so uh, it's the, I'm the same way, you know. I have a pair of shoes and when I'm done with them, I clean them off. I put them back in the box and, you know. Well, I have to, yeah. I have to tell you, um, I took that same style to the football field and that was based off of your custom shoes and how <laughs> you would, you would always have either a baseball cap or a hard hat. That was a style back in the day. Yeah. You always had wristbands on some kind of neat way. Everything always, had to match. Yeah. And everything was coordinated. I took that same style to the football field. They used to tell me all the time, man, you, I used to spat my cleats. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, man, your, your uniform. I, I, I had a coach tell me I would recruit you based on how you look. I said, hey, 
I have to look good. <laughs> and then if I look good, I can feel like I can play good. So uh, uh, that, 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 uh, that guy, that got me my first job when, uh, I started coaching and, uh, the, uh, principal and it was a board that was interviewed and it was like, well, what's your philosophy? I was like, well, first of all, we're going to look good. I said, we look good. We're going to play good. Exactly. And so <laughs> I've always been that way, uh, to, till today. Now, yeah, yeah. I gotta, I gotta take you back, and I hope I'm correct. But uh, you played for the city championship. Yes. Correct. Correct. What year was that? What What year were you in school? I was a junior. Okay. That was 1983. Yeah. And, okay. And then I think if I not remember, uh, me and Avery actually broadcast. Because I think it was Matt Cumber was in the uh, yeah Glassboro. That's right. And we actually were broadcasting that game, and that's why I was so excited about this program because I was into broadcasting. That's in right. High school, and I remember the city championship. You guys were in it in the Glassboro University of Toledo, and I had the pleasure of broadcasting that day. Man, I do, in high school. Now that you bring that up, I do remember that. Well, first of all, <laughs> one of the other highlights in our neighborhood is that we had two of my friends that were actual radio DJs. And they broadcasted on uh, one of the stations up at one of the high schools called Scott High School. So that's first of all. Uh, when I first enrolled in college after being recruited and all that my um i wanted to be in broadcasting and i wanted to be a dj that's what i wanted to be i wanted to be in communications i wanted to be a DJ. of course i went into the computers and electronics and and all that other stuff but that spurred from what we did in the neighborhood or what you guys did because yeah you guys being a year or two older than me i would look to see what y'all was doing but like damn they you're doing some really cool stuff, you know. And one right. of the things was the fact that you guys were on the radio. And I used to listen yeah. to the broadcast when y'all were up at Scott, when y'all did your skill yeah. center, Scott. I used to listen right. to that broadcast. Yeah. That's and the cool. funny thing about that is my wife, who attended Scott, was a DJ on the radio station <laughs> <laughs> her senior year. It was WAMP. Yes, exactly. Yep. And, uh, and it was so funny that... Um, I remember that, like you said, and uh, and I was just thinking about that just the other day. And so that's when 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 I saw you doing this and everything like that, it just reminded me of our childhood and stuff that we did. And uh, we just exactly. got out to do so many cool things. And so this was just like a pleasure uh, uh, to see that. Yeah, yeah, because I started. I was I wanted to be uh, a sports announcer, and you know, and that was before. When you look at ESPN and everything, right. that was before how big it is now. Exactly. I wanted to do it, and that's what I did there. Nice, nice. That 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 uh, brings up an interesting point uh, as far as uh, sports announcing and and the things that we wanted to do, and it, it seems like it's come full circle because here we are on a podcast um, doing exactly what we wanted to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> Little broadcasting going on right here. Right. So tell us about. Um, when you when you took all of that that you had with the creativity the style i also remember you used to have a towel hanging out your short somewhere like out your hip pocket or side pocket or something like that but anyway yeah in the summer yeah 
<laughs> when you when you take all your creativity, you take all the things that you did. How did you then apply that uh, to what you're doing now? Uh, that was interesting. And I, I think we talked about it uh, before is that uh, after I left high school, uh, I spent a year at the University of Toledo uh, as a walk-on with the football program. And I remember uh, the first two things when I walked into the locker room and these two kind of things stayed with me and even to the day, I remember it was a sign to say, we will win. That's and right. And the other one said, those who stay will be champions. Will be champions, that's right. You know? So that kind of drove my passion. And it's funny, uh, throughout, uh, once I left University of Toledo, I went to uh, Finley College and I played basketball. And that's when I switched over sports. And, and just my love for sports has always been there. Mm-hmm. And so even if uh, I actually started coaching basketball, uh, I was coaching the girls team. I was a student assistant while I was still in school. And so that's when I got into coaching. I started getting into sports. Uh, and then once I left school, I actually, uh, when I moved to Atlanta, uh, same thing, still getting involved mm-hmm. in sports, started my uh, own business. I had a sports apparel business. Same thing. I was coaching basketball on the side. So I just kept following my passion. And so uh, that led me to a uh, very long career with the Atlanta Hawks mm-hmm. uh, in event management. And also I got a chance to work in the community uh, with the Atlanta Hawks basketball program. And then at the same time, I was coaching high school basketball on the side. Yep. And so I've always stayed true to who I was. And that was something dealing with sports and keeping that creativity and that passion for sports. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do remember visiting Atlanta before I moved there. And you actually had set me up with some tickets in the, the suite at a Hawks game, it was. I was like, "This is probably one of the best sports experiences I've ever had." <laughs> and subsequently, when I moved there, I remember you doing it again as well. Even inviting me and uh, two of my kids down to the apparel store, and it, it was just great, man. It was a great experience. I think it was called Phillips Arena at that point. Right, it was yeah. uh, Phillips Arena, and then uh, over the last two years, the uh, so the naming rights to it is uh, State Farm Arena now. State Farm Arena, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. And, uh, and you are also involved with uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium as well? Right. Uh, when uh, Mercedes-Benz opened, I want to say three or four years ago. Yeah. Uh, three or four years ago. And so uh, when they were opening, they were looking for uh, people to, of course, join their staff and um, train their staff. But then... Uh, they actually wanted me to work. I worked uh, pretty much with uh, the suite level. So gotcha. I pretty much the high-end uh, clients. And then mostly uh, I work with uh, Coca-Cola. Okay. So I pretty much uh, managed the Coca-Cola suite inside uh, Mercedes-Benz. And, and like we talked, um, have an opportunity to see the uh, national championship game. I was there for the Super Bowl, uh, the SEC championship. Uh, the Peach Bowl. Um, so just being able to, and, and when you 
like you said, when we started, you're talking about we started playing football just in a field across the street from my house. Yeah. And so when you had the opportunity to play on the college level, I was on the college level. We probably wouldn't have never, we didn't think about it. It seems like That's right. we just did what we felt like we wanted to do next. What felt natural. That's right. Yeah. Yes, that's and right. so when I look up and, and realize, you know, uh, like two years ago, I was, you know, at the Super Bowl. Then I was at the Peach Bowl. Then the uh, SEC Championship, the National mm-hmm. Championship, some of all the major college football and basketball, the NCAA tournament has been held here in Atlanta. So from our humble beginnings and to be able to experience all that, you know, to me, it, it's been amazing. You know, and like I said, our friendship has lasted the same while. And so that's it's pretty cool to me. I know I know every every chance we get that if we're in the same vicinity, we are going to see each other at some point throughout the years. We've made it we've made it possible to see each other. I know when just like when you were here in Florida, just not too long ago, you and your wife came by and so on. So I also want to make a point that what you were saying to the young folks. Um, I just got finished naming at least three jobs that you have. This man has always had multiple jobs. We come from that generation. <laughs> At one point, I had three jobs. That's what right. we do. And, right. and and it allows us to be exposed to a lot of different things that we would not have been exposed to on the block by help, by being able to experience these different environments because we are workers to these young folks. Right. Right. <laughs> but anyway, I just right. went on a rant, my bad. <laughs> well, it, it's one of those other things that uh, people say, uh, follow your passion. And mm-hmm. sometimes you don't know what that is. And so when I coach a lot of uh, young people and I work with a lot of young people uh, with what I do today, uh, sometimes they don't know what that is. But then also they're afraid to get out of the experience. So you're talking right. about, I hate to bring it up, we were in an era where you didn't have cell phones, didn't have computers, so you had to get outside. That's so right. you spent 90% of your day outside. And then when you got to high school, you know, you participated in different sports and usually you played three sports. You That's know, you right. played football and basketball and multi sports. Now you got kids, they train for one sport and that's it. Mm-hmm. And so we experience a lot of different things. So I think that's why we're open to trying a lot of different things. And I know my lane. And so that's the other thing. Don't be afraid to know what you're passionate about and follow that. And that's what we did. Exactly. Exactly. And speaking of uh, custom shoes, I am actually working on a custom (laughs) helmet for the podcast. I'm telling you, it don't stop. So, I'm actually working on I'm, I'm getting ready to sand it down and the, the podcast logo will be put on this helmet. And it's it's gonna I got some stuff coming in the mail. It's gonna be nice and 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 what they call drip nowadays. So I I I, I have to tell you, you gotta give me a call because uh uh I've been in the sports industry for a long time. So I usually I know vendors that's with Rydell and nice. different. So I probably once I see your helmet, I probably can call and get somebody to customize one for you. So once you you come up with it and I see what it looks <laughs> okay. like, I'll, I'll make a few phone calls. Okay, that'll work. <laughs> that'll work big time. Uh, I know for a minute um, after 
my wife and I got married, we stayed probably 12 miles from, not even 12 miles, probably about eight miles from uh, Rydell. I mean, right. today they call it Riddell and all that. We said it was a Rydell you know, back in the right. day. Right, exactly. That, that factory is right in Elyria, Ohio. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we live right like eight, probably eight miles from it, not even that far. So, but yeah, it's just, it's funny how things come full circle and you still uh, keep some of the things that, well, actually you keep all the things you're passionate about. It's, it's the opportunity to express it because a lot of other things get in the way. Car note, right. mortgage, and sometimes <laughs> your creativity gets squashed. But if you're fortunate enough to be able to balance all that, you can remain create creative throughout the years. So, so yeah, tell well, us. About, well, you, yeah, well, yeah. I, I share one thing with you. And yes, you sir. Can, I let the uh, viewers kind of imagine this. Is uh, you know, the one special place in my house is the garage. Yep. <laughs> and so, uh, people when they, people go into the garage, it's hilarious because it's like they're going into a museum. Because, like correct. you said, I have stuff in there that. I collected over the years and in jerseys and helmets that uh, we don't even have places to display it. And so my office downstairs, I get a chance to explain a little of the stuff, but you're right. I've been very fortunate uh, that I've been able to experience some great things. And, and uh, I've been a crazy collector. Like you said, I started collecting when I was young and yeah. I still do it today. Nice, it's, nice. It's, it's almost out of yeah, I, I remember um, going into your garage some years ago, and it was unimaginable of how much. Now, when when people think of collectors, they think of I don't know. They start watching these shows and these where people go to the secondhand store and all that. No, 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 no. What we're what I'm talking about is things are still in their package, like they sitting on the store shelves, and it's like you can go. It's like a warehouse goods that is that are in pristine shape and it's very <laughs> impressive to see so i think next time we're in atlanta too i think we're gonna come by i'm gonna see how, how that garage has evolved because you gotta be running out of space yeah you got you gotta you gotta i i've, I've been ran out of space and uh, we just talked about uh in the spring we're gonna clean it out we're gonna put everything in a storage unit and we're gonna kind of you know i'm gonna sell a few things and you know and then, uh, yeah, I got you. I got you. Uh, I got you. Uh, I, I, will I, I got you. Sell, I will buy. <laughs> yeah. No, I got you. But uh, yeah, because it was funny. Avery came down here and he lost his mind. But I have to kick people. I I have to kick grown men out of the garage because it's exactly. like, you know, they lose their mind. Oh you know, yeah. So. Well, tell us about a day in KB's life. How's your day go nowadays? We went from, you know, the neighborhood to the, where the creativity and the, the sports love comes from to college. Talk to us about current day KB. Uh, now I'm fortunate. I work for the Marriott Foundation and I work for a program. It's called the Bridges Program. And so I have young people uh, between the ages 17 and 24 transition uh, into uh, uh, the workforce. And so I started working with them probably their junior year in uh, high school and I helped them transition uh, into the workforce. Uh, that's uh, part of my day. The other part of my day, I still work for the Atlanta Hawks 
And so right now with everything going on with uh, COVID-19, uh, we're still having games, but very few fans, probably less than a uh, hundred fans. Oh, wow. uh, then when I, I get bored, I work with the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, <laughs> you know, I got to get through that tough season. Uh, I still work with them. Then when, uh, when I, I get even a little bit bored, I've had the pleasure of coaching my uh, 10-year-old granddaughter, uh, YMCA basketball team. Uh, so so I, I try to stay busy. Uh, and, so, uh, and then I'm working on starting my own uh, T-shirt business when I you know, have a little free time. Nice. <laughs> it sound like you have much free time, but okay. <laughs> well, it's not work to me, man. It's, it's just, exactly, it's, and that's it's, it's what I, I enjoy on. to do. Yeah, that's one of the things you touched on. When you when you follow your passion, it doesn't feel like work. Yeah, it doesn't at all. So yeah, absolutely understand that. I feel um, like I'm coaching every day. Yeah, so you know, yeah. with young people and everything, so it, it's not work to me. So you're 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 working with the youth, um, and have, helping them transition into the workforce. Are these students that are um, not going to college, or decided that they're going to take another route other than college? Is that how that works? Yeah, it's a combination. Uh, most of them, some of them have uh, a, a small learning disability, and then okay. some of them, a good percentage of them. Uh, are not ready to transition into college. They may take a year off. Uh, and then I have a few that I do help transition into college and I still work with them and stay in touch with them and even uh, kind of mentor them even uh, when they're not in Atlanta while they're away at college. Uh, so it's a little bit of both, but the, the majority of them are ready to transition into the workforce and not quite ready for college. Well, brother, we really appreciate you coming by the show. I mean, you know, you and I, we could probably talk all night, but it, at any yeah. rate, uh, we, we, we <laughs> love the fact that you came by the show and I don't know, because you my friend, I'm expecting you to come back. You know, I'm not even going to oh, ask. Uh, anytime. <laughs> you, don't, you don't even have to know. You don't have to worry. I'm just a phone call away. You know, yes, I, I can say I'm proud of, of what you've done, what you accomplished and uh, to see the man that you've become. But like I said, it's, you know, it's pretty cool to be sitting uh, uh, in uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium where, like you said, it's about, you know, football, your program, and I love it. And I'm sitting there you know, watching some of the best in the country. And then my humble beginning started in a field uh, playing a love of football on a, a weekend day just for fun. And exactly. then having the opportunity to watch you uh, play in high school and the things that you accomplished, you're going into college and and you follow that same path that I was following. Yep. And it's our love of sports and just love of, of, of just being a, a great uh, young man. And then being a man of color, I know it's a little bit harder. And we always push ourselves. But the one thing, like you said, we never made an excuse. And that's, and that's right. one of the things that I feel starting off with sports and football, and especially in the Midwest, is that toughness. And yes, that sir. toughness, you don't make excuses. And like that's you right. said, you stay with it. You grind, and, and I love to see the grind that you have. Well, I appreciate that, brother. That means a lot to me coming from you. And we hope to see you on the show. And I don't even want to gloss over that. I really appreciate that, man, because <laughs> yeah. that that coming from you 
and and uh coming behind you in the neighborhood i just wanted to make the neighborhood proud so y'all could look back and go yeah that's that's the cat that we was telling y'all about he he came he was with us he, he's the next one coming out the neighborhood so yeah, they, I, um, I don't think people knew what we were going to accomplish and, yeah uh, i just remember you remember mr bose oh yeah yeah mr bose uh told me one time that he felt we were going to do great things and i remember just talking to him and and that was one of the things about talking to older people. And um, That's right. I never thought about it. I just was coming home from college from the summer. And he always talked about how he felt that we were, you said, you young men are going to do great things. That's and that awesome. was one of the first time that I heard it. And like you said, we, I think we came from humble beginnings and we didn't know any better, but to work hard. So we, we didn't know nothing else. Exactly. And so, so we didn't know no. <laughs> right know, i didn't know what that meant you yeah. know i just you know <laughs> i right. i didn't know what that meant i just went out if there was something i wanted to do you know that's right and, that's right and it surprised people it's like you did what and i was like yeah yeah <laughs> what i wanted right. to do <laughs> yeah brother thank you for coming by football and fluff family kenny butler kb So, Fluff, how are you today? I'm well, love. Thanks for asking. It's time for the cover three question. Word play of the day. It's not about just winning and losing. It's about the total development of the student athlete. I love, I love what you guys are doing. I thank you guys for having me, thinking enough of me to say, hey, this is the guy that you know, we can have on our, on our, on our show. Football and Fluff family, the legend from Georgia, Garrison Hurst. I, I came through a, a process where I had great coaching that, that really emphasized. Not what you teach is what you emphasize. Football and Fluff can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, Anchor, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Breaker. We can be reached at footballandfluff at gmail.com. Tell us about some topics that you would like to discuss. This is Football and Fluff.